You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've got good news. It's R-A-D. Just the good stuff, baby. Got that not showered hairdo. This is great. Mm. Why, why aren't you showering? It didn't work today. What didn't work? Oh. <laughs> His shower. His shower didn't work. I watched a lot of Jackass. Nice. Uh, hello. Welcome on this Monday on school night Dang. to Radish episode 230. Uh, a, a weirdly highbrow episode, if I can, if I can add. Oh. Gonna, we've talked too much about is Grimace circumcised. I really want to bring the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bring the, the the quality of the thoughts up um, what's what's not highbrow about that with no <laughs> thoughts is spelled t-o-a-t-h-o-t-s <laughs> um yeah uh, i'm will uh i got the i got i'm in charge this week as you can probably tell by the quality and number of views in this episode <laughs> Uh, I'm Sean, who had to restart his computer several times uh, to make sure everything worked, because despite... No, my setup's real bad. No, you, you look but great. But we make do. You look great, Sean. Thank you. look you. great. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm Tyler, Rivers in the Desert Make, and I want to say that <laughs> I do think that Grimace is circumcised. Thank you very much. Who would do it? What doctor? A <laughs> <laughs> hamburglar. <laughs> Who was there to circumcise primordial man, Tyler? That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Who circumcises um, the circumciser? <laughs> this is not. This is not tonight's topic. Don't, do not. <laughs> it's the. We it's have, the oldest version of uh, <laughs> how does the bus driver get off the bus, or like, or who shaves the barber? Who circumcises Grimmer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> who watches the Watchmen? Um. <laughs> Tonight we got some uh, we got some news for you. Uh, like I said, really highbrow. The president of South Sudan pissed himself on TV. <laughs> and, oh shit! Uh, that's just worth talking about. We pay respect to a fallen legend. Uh, Jeremy Renner is in his Wiley e. Coyote era. <laughs> um, also talking about some good stuff. Uh, Tyler's about gonna eviscerate my favorite game of all time. Yeah, personified Sean mid. Personified mid. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean and I both saw the long-awaited sequel to Small Soldiers, uh, and then for the for the for the show and tell this week, uh, I'm going to talk about the 2022 Nobel Prize in Physics winner and what that means for you. Oh, um, yeah, I know it's it's a cool thing. Usually, the Nobel Prize is a is a boring thing, but it's a mm-hmm. cool thing this year. Uh, and then we're going to talk about what uh, widely accepted theory or you know law of the universe, if we could. Uh, we could change. Or we, hmm. we were most delighted to find out is all wrong. Um, I'd, I'd just like to imagine the 2022 yeah. Nobel Physics Prize going to like Beyblades or Bakugan or something like that. Like, <laughs> how, how, do they, how do they do that? Beyblades. <laughs> just there in Oslo's suite and be like, this is sick. <laughs> Let it rip. Have you guys seen this? <laughs> you know, much like airplane wings, we know why Beyblades spin, but we don't know why they spin. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> for why does the Beyblade spin? We don't. <laughs> We know the physics behind it. We just don't know why the physics work. <laughs> like bumblebees. We don't know why they fight each other. <laughs> they should be fighting? peaceful. Don't fight each other. <laughs> they don't need to fight. Uh, real quick on a more serious note, um, somebody on Twitter this week found out that 
uh, Bill Chadwick Foster passed away in 2021. Uh, we got to pay respect to a fallen legend. Oh, yes. Uh, for those of you who, who Bill Chadwick Foster is not a household name, uh, he's the <laughs> Facebook user who commented, I'm thinking about those beans <laughs> on Bush's baked oh. beans. Mm. Uh, so if we could have, if we could pour a can of Bush's baked beans out for Bill. <laughs> yeah. That's like a two and a half minute of silence. <laughs> <laughs> He's with those beans now. You think Duke killed him? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get that family recipe. <laughs> I saw the face oh. of God and it was weeping. Um, <laughs> This is not a current news story. This is one that Tyler posted in the in the in the chat from 2015. Okay, I just feel like we need to talk about it. Uh, Tori Spelling was she on Beverly Hills 90210? Is that her claim to fame? Uh, I don't remember what Tori Spelling. 80s actress. Yeah, it was either uh, that or it was um. I, there's another 90s. Melrose, not Melrose Place. It was Melrose. Was it Place, Melrose Place. I'm no, she was anyway. she was Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. Got it in one. Mm. Um, <laughs> her father was Tori Spelling. Congratulations. Fell on top of a Benny Hanna girl. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go. Gotta be the worst way to get injured. <laughs> still alive. That's true. I forgot. Still uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think the volcano spooked her? <laughs> <laughs> she was she was dancing on the counter and fell on it. Um, Why did no one stop her? Somebody. <laughs> Because you don't you don't stop. How do you stop that? Yeah. How do you put an end to what could be the funniest moment of your life? <laughs> there was a moment in this this time when somebody smelled something and said, "What is that smell?" And turned around and Tori Spelling was laid on a Benny Hanna girl. <laughs> and there was an element of like that poor woman. Oh my god, is that <laughs> that's Tori Spelling? <laughs> kind of starstruck. <laughs> This opening is doing great for our Gen X audience. Yeah, this is for you. Yeah, the the elder millennials in the crowd are loving this. Uh, we got Mario Lopez on them for the fourth meal. Um, Do you think that he kept? You think the hibachi chef kept cooking on the grill? Like, what's the sanity? You think that it was hot enough that it burned any germs that Tori Spelling left on the grill when she fell? Or do you think he got to stop he, it and clean off the whole thing? That's assuming that he stopped it and helped her off the grill and didn't just put the spatula underneath her and flip her into a kid's <laughs> mouth like a shrimp. <laughs> Who's going to catch Tori Spelling? <laughs> I missed. You got another one? Um, he's okay, so we can talk about it. Yeah. Jerry Renner got run over by a snowplow. <laughs> a big fucking snowplow. Like, yeah. When I heard the news story, I imagined like a snowmobile. I'm like, oh, okay, that's it's weird that that happens to him. And God rest his soul, Kim Block in the same weekend. But <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it was a fucking. This was like, I don't know if they do farming in the snow. I don't think they do, but this is like farming equipment size. It looks like the machine that shoots dip at Roger Rabbit. Like it's this <laughs> giant truck <laughs> with like a cabin on the front. And the more we learn about this story. The more incredible it is, because it come, comes out that it was his snowplow. It was, what yeah. was Jeremy Renner doing owning this machine and apparently wow. running? Well, he can own whatever he wants to. He's Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah he's Hawkeye. But, with his Hawkeye money, he yeah. can do whatever he wants. But what was he doing operating a snowplow and then also getting out and standing in front of it? Like, they're, they're not fast <laughs> machines, you, you no. think. No. He was ghost riding the whip. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. 
14 years later. <laughs> You're on the on the highway in Los Angeles and look over and there's Jeremy Renner ghost riding the whip on a snowplow. <laughs> I mean, City I thought dreams, he, baby. does he not live in Reno, Nevada? Does it even snow out there? What did... For- <laughs> That's the most Where's commonly known that Jeremy, Renner, that Jeremy lives? Renner lives in Reno, Nevada. You guys didn't. You said that like it was common knowledge. <laughs> you guys didn't get on the app. Famous, famous Reno resident, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Babe, do you still love me? I don't know. Does Jeremy Renner live in Reno, Nevada? <laughs> Over there, they call him Jeremy Reno, baby. Second, I thought I dreamt it, and like, because I typed Jeremy Renner Reno, and nothing came up on Google. <laughs> but it's true. He does have a house in Reno. I don't know how I know that. Maybe <laughs> I did dream in that? it. I Are you know. sure it wasn't? It just doesn't say Jeremy Renner House Reno, and he just like renovated a house he has in fucking Burbank. That that could be it. That could be yeah, it. Jeremy Reno. <laughs> Jeremy Reno. Jeremy Reno. That Joe, might be Joe why I Reno. thought. <laughs> Still, where does Jeremy Reno live? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Reno lives in Reno. <laughs> well, Reno, Nevada. I'll miss him very much. Um, <laughs> Glad he's okay. One more, maybe two more if you have time. Uh, South Sudan has arrested six members of their uh, state media mm-hmm. for leaking, poor choice of words, <laughs> a video of their mm. president standing for the anthem <laughs> and just straight up peeing himself. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit subtle. Just from the screenshots, you're like, that guy is peeing himself. <laughs> Yep. Liam Neeson level piss. When did Liam <laughs> Neeson pee himself? Look a up. Lot. There's a lot of photos <laughs> look up of Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson out there. Pee. Yeah, yes. no, you'll look up find Liam Neeson it's, pee. It's just like these <laughs> okay. like classic like this paparazzi photo right of now. Liam Neeson where he's just it's there's a clear piss stain on his jeans. Like you can't pass it off for water or a spill or anything like that. Damn. It's just like he's, and there's he's like pissed. three of them. Yeah, yeah. You kind of feel bad for someone after that. Well. That's kind of what the discourse here is about, is that this was recorded, and then six members of the broadcast team were arrested for, because mm. this ended up on the internet, mm. uh, for, for mm. leaking this this uh, video. Leaking the piss. Mm. Uh, and it's become kind of a, a topic of discourse in the area of, this man's 71 years old, why are you leaking a video of him peeing himself? And also, like, this guy sucks, we don't like him, <laughs> we should be allowed to show the president peeing himself. Yeah. So where do you guys stand on this? Oh, is this well, elder abuse or is this a good old fashioned? Uh... If I'm paying taxes to the man, I get to see him peeing himself. <laughs> That's... Also, not himself. I get to watch him pee. <laughs> yeah, just anytime. <laughs> I am a citizen. I'm a tax paying citizen. I should watch the man piss. Um, <laughs> for me, I guess it really it, it depends on like his policies and like how if like how his human rights campaign is, is working. Uh, if it's not from so what good, I understand, absolutely. not good. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Sudan, and none of it's ever good. So I have to imagine this is uh, rightful. He was elected Righteous. in 2011, and there has not been an election since. Uh, if that mm. <laughs> so, he is. Uh, maybe that's why he peed himself because he hasn't had a break. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't it's let him go cl- to the bathroom since. Been on the clock for 12 years. <laughs> um, He's got the Magnolia Kid syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Baker Hall is just yelling it. <laughs> um, I think if Biden peed his pants, everything would be okay. <laughs> it would be okay. I think it'd be a, it'd be a new Fourth of July, baby. 
It would be incredible. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the end result there. Yeah, but the fabric of we... the nation would surely tear apart if Joe Biden pissed himself. Could we? Could we? As a, as a people, move forward if Brandon paid himself? <laughs> I would. I think there would be just there would be lit fireworks in the streets. People would be waving American flags like it was post nine eleven. It would just Let's be, go, Brandon. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I think. I think he'd, he'd earn a little bit more respect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he was like, "Hell yeah, I peed myself." <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's the Billy Madison would... thing. <laughs> Pissing your, your pants, pants is cool. Is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those like flags with the snake that say like "Come and take it" or "Come tread on me." We would we would, we would have a new like rebel motto. Of just hell yeah, I pissed myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. And also the uh, the uh, if you were submitting any fan art to, to oh we're talking about this weekend good, good. <laughs> this uh, is I'm hilarious. sorry to say that the the tsunami fan art contest has been closed <laughs> um, not the not reason the that reason you would think, you think. Yeah. not for yeah, like if you watch the most recent tsunami fan segment and then you immediately heard they're not doing this anymore you would think oh I got it you'd be wrong <laughs> literally. That fan art was a little tsunami. Um, <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Um, oh. Somebody posted One Piece fetish art on <laughs> the tsunami um, fan art contest, and apparently they were cool with it. Yeah. They they ran it by standards and practices. They said, and they had no problems with it because I guess not explicitly sexual. If you've been on the internet for a minute, you would look at it and go, "Oh yeah, that's one." <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it got, it got front center prime real estate, some <laughs> kid at two in the morning, <laughs> just, <Yeah>. whoa, <laughs> learned, learned a lot about themselves. <laughs> they did. And, and, um, one way or the other, uh, the yeah. person who is in charge of anime for Warner discovery, don't look up the name, uh, was asked about this and, um, they defended that the art itself was salacious, but they had to take it down because it was actually from some dude or any someone's Patreon. Like someone, like yeah. I guess, paid it for it, stole it. Yeah, there was a paywall behind it, stole mm. it. Didn't submit it as the original artist. Uh, so I think it, that's just that's it's hilarious that that's the reason it got taken down and not, you know, not why, not the fact that it was. Yeah, it's like, look, nothing wrong with the picture. If that's your thing, sure. The sure. person who yeah. drew that drew it lovingly. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In great detail. Just I'm a from interesting that, right? choice. <laughs> Did you really? I'm about to. Should I? Can I? That's paywalls. I don't know if yeah. we can. I don't, I don't oh, that's get... right. That's right. Uh, you can retweet the the Swimpedia okay. uh, yeah. archive of it. That seems fine. Um, Go to at Radish Pod but... to see that if anybody's interested. <laughs> <laughs> not not the first time One Piece uh, salacious fan art has made it onto Toonami. There was there was Luffy in a bikini the other day. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll send that one too. Okay, uh, thank you. And that was just like a very, a very risque photo. That was also probably fine by standards practices. Sure. It's just an interesting choice if you're trying to bring anime to the mainstream for yeah. that to be on, on network television. I just um, gotta know, as someone who's only like 400 and something chapters into One Piece, is this a spoiler of any kind? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens. Oh wow, it's a whole arc. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um. Yeah, head on over to Rat Radish Pod if you want to see some <laughs> uh, art that made the cut. But real quick, we're going to do a uh, ad read oh. for another wonderful show on the Indiesaurus Network. Hi, 
Do you like video games? Have you ever wanted to listen to another straight white man talk about video games at you? Well, look no further. Hi, my name is Brandon Hoff. I am the host of New Nintendo Podcast XL. And I'm looking to revamp the podcast a little bit. And what I mean by that is, this is a call out. I need guests. I need people to be on the show. I'm a one-man operation. And I need your help. So, if you like talking about video games and are passionate about specifically uh, stuff that's on Nintendo systems, then please come on my show. Please, I need I need guests. Uh, if you want to find out more, you can follow me on Twitter at brnhoff or reach out, of course, as always, to the Indiesaurus Network. Um, looking for guests. I will talk about any video games. We haven't just talked about Nintendo, but it, this is a Nintendo-oriented podcast. But if you want to talk about something that is third-party or on a different system, totally cool. I've done that. I uh, can also check out past episodes on things like Animal Crossing, Hades, Dark Souls, all sorts of stuff. Great podcast, in my personal opinion. Uh, so I want you to be on the podcast. Uh, again, reach out to me, VRN Hoff, or you can email at uh, new Nintendo Cast XL at Gmail. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks, Brand. I think we read yours. Um, <laughs> uh, good stuff. I we're running a little bit hot tonight, so I'm probably just going to co-sign Sean's. But Sean, do you want to talk about it? Absolutely. I saw the uh, highest-grossing. I helped contribute to what was the statistic I read? It had the highest-grossing opening of any movie in the, first the past week of January decade or so in the first week of january in the past decade uh i saw megan uh which was just as delightful as i would hoped um it's a blumhouse production so you know you got jason bloom you've got uh jason or james wan also producing it um i forgot what his production uh company is called now is that atomic robot uh, atomic robot yes thank you uh you know they Look recently that. did malignant which was a masterpiece of horror, of just campy, giallo-like horror. It was wonderful. And fortunately, the same screenwriter, Akila Cooper, followed up Malignant by writing Megan, which is the story of a recently orphaned girl who goes to live with her tech-savvy aunt, who works for this uh, you know, forward-thinking toy company, who builds her a best friend in the form of the Model 3 generative android, or as they call her, Megan. And Megan comes to fall in love with Katie, the little girl. Not fall in love with, but just become her best friend and become dedicated to her. And she will do anything, anything, anything to protect <laughs> Katie. Uh, and it is just a fantastic little horror comedy romp. Um, I the, There were so many great line deliveries. There were so many great concepts introduced. The actresses who played Megan, uh, I think it was uh, the body, or, you know, the, the body work was done by Annie Dunn. Was it? Amy Donald and the voice work was done by Jenna Davis, who I didn't really know until it was brought to my attention recently. Do you remember the the video of the girl doing like the penny nickel dime yeah. little rhyme? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like back in like 2012 or way back when. Mm-hmm. It's Great that's year. Jenna Davis. She's like a, a singer, influencer type. She sings several times in the movie. I think she does the voice acting for Megan. She's fantastic. The voice lines, the 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 face serves. I can really just call it a serve. Megan is just fantastic on the screen. It's so much fun to watch. Allison Williams is perfect for the role of like the Aunt Gemma who builds Megan and has to then, you know, attempt to take her down. Um, and we see Violet McGraw, who we recently saw in House on Haunted uh uh The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. Uh and she is the haunting of the house on the hill. Yes. <laughs> um, the haunting of the haunted it's, house. It's just, it's a blast of a movie. My only complaint, I think I gave it like seven. It's like a perfect seven out of 10 movie. It really is. My only complaint is that I wish it were rated R. It's a great PG-13 movie. Uh, We've seen so many PG-13 horror movies that are really solid. Like, you know, Drive Me to Hell by Sam Raimi is a glowing example. Um, my only wish is that they would release an unrated cut. Or if there is... A sequel, as there, there are is. plans. Apparently, they there's a sequel it. in the works. Thank God, uh, they did. Um, but I, I just hope it's rated R. I want to see more fantastic kills from Megan. I want her here to say, uh, uh, here to say the, the even worse curse words. It would be just delightful uh, to have more Megan and more movies. Like I, I love that this original script and original concept is getting celebrated and is getting so much attention in theaters because it means we get to have more fun B movies in theaters to go see that aren't just you know directed by M Night Shyamalan or aren't like fucking hey. Piranha 3D. How do you catch um, us straight from this? Oh, hmm? because he hasn't made a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> well. Old has its rewards, and I think Knock of the Cabin is also going to be pretty fun. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm back on, back on Shyamalan's side here. But it's nice that B movies like this are getting attention again, and that Megan has enwraps such an audience. Um, If you can go, if you want to go see it in theaters, like if it sounds fun to you, go see it. Um, But if you're like, ah, I'll just wait till it's streaming, that's fine too. It'll hit Peacock, I'm sure, in like six weeks, and it'll be still very fun for a rowdy watch then. You know what I really enjoyed about uh, Megan? I haven't seen it yet. I'm planning to see it. Honestly, I'm probably going to see it on streaming. But um, what what I what they've done well with this is the same thing that Smile did well, and it's the experiential marketing. And Sean, I know oh you God. just tweeted about this before uh, we yeah. recorded the episode. But they got all of these these women to dress up like Megan and do the dance from Megan at a freaking Chargers halftime show for one. But they're doing it all over the place. Um, yeah, doing other funny stuff too. Like Sean, you posted a video of them like at a Starbucks or something. Yeah, so. yeah. Like the barista calls out the name Megan and they all reach for it. And here's the thing. There's never spoilers. There's never a point in the movie where there's like multiple Megans. It's never, <laughs> there's only one Megan you have to follow, like yeah. worry about, but they just have all these like young women playing like very, like very striking forms of Megan. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, I I'm hoping to God that there's like some kind of op-ed or just some kind of like tweet thread of like from one of these women that are just like, Hey, I played Megan for two weeks in New York. Here's what my experience was like. Or I just maybe just get like one viral tweet from a guy in Brooklyn who matched with one of these women of just like, hey, when it, why are you in town? And they're like, oh, I'm here for Megan. Like, oh, to see it? And like, no, I'm Megan uh, <laughs> on Bumble or something. Uh, but it's just like I either hope, you know, we get like a full written statement about what it's like in that marketing campaign or – they just keep going. They just keep doing it. Like, as far as we know, the person behind the camera is also dressed as Megan. And it's just like, we now have a little Megan army that goes town to town. They're not even involved somewhat. with the They just... Yeah, they're just like fans. And honestly, Halloween costumes picked out, y'all. I think Megan would be a lot of fun to do this year. 
Oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot of like conventions and stuff too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm one of them. They they really nailed the uh, that how funny it is to ju- juxtapose like horror visuals with like TikTok aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love like a really creepy scene with like the song Bulletproof. It's like <laughs> it's very 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 funny. But yeah, I wouldn't even call this a horror movie. Basically, it's basically a comedy, maybe mm-hmm. dark comedy, uh, and. I do want to see the R-rated cut, but I was in line behind like fifteen tweens going to see it, and I had just, like a nostalgic like beat of like this is the perfect like Friday night going out with the eighth graders when I was in eighth grade. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> night of like here's like this like not super gory, yeah, campy it's a horror movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a perfect like it's a perfect middle school scary movie. Um, yeah, yeah. For for what this movie was, it was it was perfect. Nice. It, it fulfilled the entire assignment. Akila Cooper not... stays winning. Can't wait for an next script. Great trailer too. It's it's kind of like she she Hulk hooked me in with the first trailer. I was like, whoa, what is this? Same with Megan. So good good for, for them. The and it, it doesn't look like it gave too much away. So um, I wouldn't nice. say so. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, I'll go. So. We've already talked it's about this turn. on Radish. It is my turn. We've already talked about Will's already <laughs> talked about this on Radish. Will um, has recommended this game to me for so long. And it finally came out on Switch. And, and honestly, this this um, show and tell is a plea for, for Switch players, for people who have Game Pass, um, for people who uh, have not had access to this game on any console uh, until recently. Because if, if you've had access to it on any other console, you should have played this game by now. Because it's an absolute masterpiece. I'm talking about... Uh, Persona 5 Royal Edition. Um, Will, you've already talked about it on um, another Source podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you talked about it on this this podcast five years ago, but also you talked about yeah. it on... Um, into I, it. Into it, yep. Yeah. I think you'd be into it. So, uh, God, what, what, I, I started writing down the plot to this game, and it turned into an essay. So I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm just <laughs> taking it by bullet points here. Um, it's a game about some uh, teenagers in Tokyo who have the ability to go into the side of reality where they can see uh, someone's true self, someone's true form. And uh, the bad guys turn into really big, scary, um, either like rulers or monsters. And um, it it kind of changes the setting around them into something called a palace, which is uh, something that you have to invade uh, with these really cool teens. And I'm doing a really bad job of describing the plot here. You're getting the broad strokes there. You got it. I'm getting the broad stroke. So um, what's really, really great about this game is, one, the story, because it, it wins the USA Network Award of characters for sure, because just like most JRPGs, you're going to spend a lot of time with them. I dumped 109 hours into finishing this game, and um, it takes about that much time to finish it, plus all of the bonus content in P5R, but it's a really great story of these teens who are dealing with stress and pressure in their own lives and decide to turn it into... Um, like channeling into uh, justice for society. They go after these really bad people in this cognitive space and change them there, which changes them in real life. It's kind of like an Inception type thing. But what's really cool about this game is the battle uh, mechanics. It's um, really fun, turn-based, makes it super easy to like chain, uh, really, really uh, fun, easy to learn. And um, what's also really great is the personas. It's it's kind of like the, if I were to compare it to anything, kind of like the Pokemon of the game, if Pokemon were like actual creatures and demigods from world religions. Um, and uh, 
yeah, it's it's really fun. The music is fantastic. Uh, honestly, the best music I think I've heard in a video game. Um, it's really funky, uh, really, really great. Um, yeah, uh, one million copies were just sold on the Switch alone, which wow. is nuts. And that's just been since November. Um, it's sold over 16 million plus copies in its whole lifetime. If you've never played it, now's the time to do it. Uh, because Atlas just announced that they're going to be dropping some hints on some new games coming out, and they're not dropping a new Shin Megami Tensei game. I know that's for sure. <laughs> we just had one. Exactly. Well, you've also got Persona 5 Strikers you can play now, the the Warriors game, and you have Persona Q, which Persona Q is like a non-canon meetup of all the different Persona casts on, well, on the fun. 3DS. Those are, those are fun. It's like chibi art style. It's really cute. I, yes, and of course I want to play all the spinoffs because, like I said, this game is a USA network of games where you just grow attached to these characters by the end. Uh, watch the dancing game is uh, so good. <laughs> yeah, I might play the dancing game, but I'm ready for next-gen Persona, if I'm going to be completely honest. Give me another game that I'm going to dump 120 hours of my life into. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. But, um, yeah, uh, I know, Bran, you're, you're watching the stream right now. Uh, I'm submitting a calling card. Uh, at least have Will on to talk about Persona 5 when you finish the game uh, because... It is, it is really, really yeah, let's, great. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll have to finish R2 because I'm still working through R. But oh, that's true. I'm going to write this. I'll get there. Okay. Um, now that we've had our fun, it's time to, it's time to go to school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, we've, we've watched our Saturday morning cartoons, and now we've got to go to the mathnasium to catch up on pre-algebra. Um, the 2022 Nobel Prize for Physics. I'm going to hit you guys with, first of all, the bottom line for it, and then, to, you know, for those of you listening who are going to turn it off right now, to try and re- reel you in of why this is important. Uh, three gentlemen proved that teleportation is possible. Um, and that's pretty neat. Um, to talk about this, we have to learn about quantum mechanics and what they are. Uh, quantum mechanics. So basically, you have Newtonian physics, which was the model for a long time. You have, you know, Object in motion will stay in motion. Object at rest will stay at rest. Equal and opposite reactions, stuff like that. Governs Easy stuff. M- most of the world. It, like, it got us to like the 1920s, basically. Airplanes, rockets, stuff like that. What happened and in then, the 20s? Well, that's when we got like the Einstein. The Great Depression. Uh-huh. Einstein. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> we had to stop physics for the Great Depression. We had to put the, put the kibosh on that for a few years. Um, Einstein, theory of relativity unlock this whole this new model of you know the speed of light and energy and mass and we could split the atom now and we you know we, we thought we'd gone as far as we could and then we found out there's a whole nother level that we didn't know about so quantum mechanics is kind of the, the the step beyond that it's the one one layer below the iceberg and just broad strokes this is going to be more informative than a tweet less than a college course uh, okay. also probably won't be as accurate as a college course i'm going to make a mistake but okay well, I went to Georgia State, so Sean and I both went to Georgia State, so yeah, you're the, lo- low you're bar. the Georgia Tech graduate here, so yeah, low bar. So um, quantum mechanics is a couple of of big uh, points. Uh, first of all, is that it's all it takes place in these very really small particle at the particle level, smaller than microns. Uh, you have observed properties, which could be particle spin, it could be uh, how it's moving in a wave, it could be all of this. Uh, one of the things is that matter uh, is a wave and that light is a particle. This is something that, you know, every, every, we always thought that light was a wave, matter was a particle. Turns out they're both that and the other thing. So like 
You 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 have a waveform, and you could technically pass through and diffract through something. However, I've done the waveform of a <laughs> the waveform of a human is like you'd have to pass through this like like an aperture like ten to the negative thirty six. So that's why Newtonian really that's why yeah. Newtonian physics works for us because it's negligible. But on the particle level, things are particles and waves at the same time, and they behave crazy. Uh, Heisenberg said that uh, if you're looking at a particle, you're only getting part of the story. So the more you know about it, the less you know about everything else going on. Uh, they also did this really cool experiment where they were like, where they proved that observing a particle changes it. So it gets nervous. When you look at when you look at a particle, yeah, <laughs> a joke, but also yes. <laughs> they sent electrons through this thing. These two slits. Electrons passed simultaneously and diffracted through the two slits. But when they put a sampler that would te- measure it, they went through one slit or the other. And when they when they decreased the observation sample rate, it behaved differently at a proportional rate. So basically, they could influence how the particle moves by looking at it. By perception. Ooh. Crazy stuff. And like not just looking at it. Like you, When you look at it, you're also adding light to it and stuff, which is why it's behaving differently. But mm. So basically, the bottom line is that there's lots of weird particular hard to wrap around because we don't think about matter being a wave and a thing and looking no. different Schro- schrodinger's uh cat's an example of this it's like it's why it's what what's what's for is it's like you you don't know what you have until you look at it and then when you look at it you assign it properties mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy. so the observed state is is that so proposed by bohr and schrodinger they said that entanglement is a thing where two particles can be related and forever are linked. No matter how far apart they are, when you observe one, the other has the same information or co- information that's equal and opposite or, you know, some, some sort of relationship. And when you observe like one... lake house. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like when you observe Sandra Bullock, Keanu Reeves is also there. Um, um, yeah. Basically, like, particle of spin... It's, 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 it's a whole thing. It's like spinning clockwise. Uh, the equal and opposite particle spinning counterclockwise. When you observe this one, whatever you observe is also true for that one. And Einstein said that's impossible because for that to happen, information will have to pass from one particle to the other to tell it which way to be. And it cannot be instantaneous because of my theory of relativity. Nothing can move faster than light. And... Basically, for 30 years, these three scientists, Alan Aspect, John Klauser, and Anton Zellinger, um, proved it. They took particles, and they observed them uh, at, at, I do not know how. You know, you, you can observe, you can entangle particles by uh, decaying a particle Big into two particles. And basically, the bottom line is, we don't know how this happens but we've watched it and proved that it's real. <laughs> and what this means is that by observing a particle here, a particle that can be across the room, it could be across the earth, it could be in a different light years away, also has that same information instantaneously. So basically information could be transmitted across an infinite distance with no input delay. It's insane. You can send a one or a zero across the universe instantly. And they won the Nobel Prize for this because they've proved wow. it. They proved Einstein this, wrong. So this is Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. This is all a trailer <laughs> for Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> yeah. what, I, what what upsets me about this, and I'm very when I'm very I'm upset, <laughs> is 
There's a particle. <laughs> I'll tell you what grinds my gears about this. There's a particle. It raises my berries. A, <laughs> its perfect partner, even light years away, and I can't even get a date on a Friday night. <laughs> well, you can until you observe it. Oh, that's true. You have, you have every date and you have no date until you observe them. That's true. Until Which, you ask, so what are we? <laughs> you have a date. That's weirdly like a weirdly good example of the, of like the observer effect is that when you when you ask that, it behaves differently because before that, it's in a state of flux where you're both. I cannot believe Sean proved the observer effect with a stupid... Um, Get Sean on the line with the CEO of science right now. So oh, I've been on hold this, for years. If you're like me, you read this and said, "Neat. How does this help me?" Because <laughs> I'm selfish. How does <laughs> how does two particles? How can I control particles? <laughs> <laughs> Why is milk so damn high? <laughs> how does this help me pay off my Mastercard? But what it does is it opens up. Much like the airplane wing of the bumblebee, we don't know why this happens, but we know what happens, and we can make up rules for it. And we, we, can we do don't know like that quantum. about an airplane. We we know that the air pushes it up. We don't know why the pocket of air is a negative zone in the first place. No science model has explained this. I'm we not know, getting on another plane until we figure that out. We know how to make really good airplanes, <laughs> but we don't know the, the base level rule behind them. We just know how to make them good. We don't know why. Jesus. Um, quantum cryptography which lets us uh, encode messages and data to an in, insane degree. Uh, telescope sensors. We can make crazy telescopes with this technology. Uh, we can also do quantum computing, which is like, you know, ones and zeros, quantum entanglement. If you treat that as your binary, you can solve massive problems that no computer can. And so basically this opens up a ton of, <laughs> a ton of problems and things. Uh, it's funny because the more we learn about science, the smaller it gets, but the bigger the effect is. Like Newton, big effect. We were like, oh, that's how a wheel works. <laughs> that's how friction <laughs> is. Yeah. And we, we got these things. And then Einstein, we're like, oh, light and matter. How does this help me? We already have the spaceship. And like now we can split the atom and do like electron microscopes and stuff. <laughs> so like very, very small discovery, huge consequences. This is way worse. Um, is a professor, uh, you've probably seen him before, named Michio Kaku. Uh, he's oh, a yeah. quantum professor. Uh, he has a quote where he says that if your grandparents were to see you, for your grandparents when they were kids, not the 20s, were to see you today, they would think that you're a wizard. Because <laughs> you yeah. are basically how Tolkien describes Gandalf. You have a phone, you can summon light and music and fireworks and whatever. You are a, a medieval description of a sorcerer. If you were to meet your grandkids, you would think they are gods <laughs> because of the problems and the, the, the things that the things that we're solving right now. The, the past that that opens up solves things not like space travel or the microscope. It solves things like aging and, you know, the genome and stuff like that. Like we can rewrite that with quantum computers. It's insane. So very small discovery but also the fact that they've proved it right means that like our grandkids are gonna like you know be dr manhattan so yeah do you think they're in the wrong generation true do you think that, that quantum computing can solve whether or not uh grimace is circumcised i think it already has but we, we, we don't have the we don't have the, 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 the capacity to understand that yet that's the perfect example of like if you observe it you you know you really change the result because like, yeah we all have our different you know uh, cut or uncut about opinions about grimace and like when someone observes it 
it changes that. Yeah, idea. that gives you a that gives you a definitive uh, definitive answer on on <laughs> this, this premise. <laughs> while while we're here, this I've heard this I heard this Norm Macdonald joke recently, and he passed away about you know a little over a year ago, and I feel like this is this is relevant mm-hmm. to the discussion of observation and logic and stuff like that. So I'm gonna tell you guys, and it's a little salty. So you know, if you're a little kid listening to this, hop off. Um, so a man's getting his paper, and he's a new neighbor who's also getting his paper. And he goes, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. I'm next door. And he goes, hey, nice to meet you. And he goes, what do you do? And he goes, I just moved here. I got a job at the, the local college as a professor of logic. And he says, oh, really? And he goes, what, how does, what does a professor of logic do? And he goes, well, it's kind of hard to explain, but, you know, basically we, we, we observe things and we make inferences off that. And we, we you know, uh, make conclusions and logical steps. And, and we are able to discover things about the universe based logically on increments. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, do you have a dog house? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, so logically, you have a dog, probably. And he goes, yeah, I have a dog. He goes, if the dog is outside, you probably have kids that are inside or whatever. And they, you know, the dog sleeps outside. And he goes, yeah, I have kids. And he goes, all right. And if you have kids, that means you probably have a wife. And he goes, yeah, I'm married and I have a wife. And he goes, that means you're probably logically heterosexual. And he says, yes, I am. And he goes, see, I was able to figure out because you have a doghouse, I was able to make those logical leaps and get to that end result. And he goes, interesting. And so the next day he's out like cutting the grass or something and a different neighbor walks by and he says, hey, you meet your new neighbor yet? And he goes, yeah, I did. Real interesting guy. He teaches logic at the university. And he goes, well, how do you teach logic? And he goes, all right, I can't really explain it, but I'll give you the example he gave me. Do you have a doghouse? And the guy goes, no. And he goes, well, then you're gay. <laughs> 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 I, I had no segue for that. I just love that joke. <laughs> so it's, that's a great joke. joke. It's a great no, joke. Yeah, it's mine. Thank you. Um, I want to ask joke, you guys. It, was it wasn't mine. Yeah, it's more of a. <laughs> <laughs> I gave credit at the beginning. You did, of course. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. It'd be funnier um, if you didn't, though. <laughs> yeah. I thought of this joke. Uh, <laughs> what's he gonna do? Um, once watched a kid give a full Jim Gaffigan routine at a talent show, not give any credit no. at all. <laughs> I, I would have so loved to see backstage. Sean stand up and just be like, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> I was hosting the show, and I couldn't be like, that was Jim Gaffigan, everyone. <laughs> just had to let him do I his could thing. ruined his career. Yeah. I don't think he's doing comedy now, that's for sure. Oh. Uh, he's in prison. <laughs> um, I want to ask you guys, much like the these guys coming out and, and, and peeing in Einstein's grave like the president of South Sudan, um, <laughs> a lot of callbacks there. Um, if there was a, a law, a natural phenomenon, something that we thought we understood, that scientists came out tomorrow and said, guys, we got it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we know how it works. We were way off. What would it be? I think it'd be funny if on CNN tomorrow they got, um, like, Hashish Jha from uh, the, uh, uh, what is it, the um, CDC comes out and says, guys, we got it all wrong. Looney Tunes physics is real. If you drop an ebony <laughs> piano on a man from a certain height, his teeth does turn into piano keys. If, Wait, if a man, can you say that last sentence again? <laughs> if you drop an ebony piano on a man from a certain height, his teeth do turn into piano keys. You, you edited it. You edited it. You said his teeth does turn into piano keys. Oh, did I? My bad. Well, I didn't say it. Dr. Hajiz Jha said it. Tyler is reading a direct quote from tomorrow. I am. I am. He's on uh, early edition. If he said, uh, yeah, when you become aroused enough, you can unroll your tongue like a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> like, it'd be so hilarious if, if, if uh, Looney Tunes physics were actually real. Yeah. yeah. Portable holes. Slap it on the wall. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, falling on top of a Benihana grill uh, does not hurt any longer. <laughs> 
I think it'd just, be great if a scientist, if Neil deGrasse Tyson or another scientist came on CNN tomorrow morning and was like, hey, you can you can do this and you won't be hurt. Actually, it feels good. <laughs> we turned Benihana's into Cold Stone Creameries. <laughs> They're essentially the same thing now. No, hand doesn't work. You got to get your whole body. It's like floating. You got yeah. to put your the surface area that disperses it. They just, we made it so they make that shit on air hockey tables and your food still gets cooked. That'd be amazing in culinary science. Uh, I picked evolution. I think it'd be funny if they came out and said, <laughs> guys, we got genetics and evolution all wrong for two reasons. Number one, there'd be a moment where the creationists are like, we got them. And they'd be like, no, not you sit down. <laughs> it's a third. It's a secret third thing. And they said, uh, we got it wrong. Pokemon got it dead on. Pokemon is how people evolve. If you fight enough pigeons, you will get stronger and turn into a cooler version of yourself. That's Some how Mike Tyson got so strong. <laughs> Some of you are going to have to hold the Thunderstone. Some of you are going to have to be traded. Some of you are going to have to be traded while carrying an item. We don't know all the rules, but we know it works basically like that. <laughs> Some of you are region people specific. People start attacking people in high grass. <laughs> Some of you are going to have to mate with Ditto. <laughs> Teenagers are going to start collecting adults and making them fight in the street. <laughs> That's what gyms are going to be for now. Gyms are no longer yeah. for getting better. They're for fighting your adults against other adults. <laughs> That's going to be sick as hell. I'm going to get out there and fucking use Razor Leaf. It's going to be sick as shit. <laughs> Guys, when Rock wanted to be a Pokemon breeder, did he want to breed other Pokemon or was he going to be in the mix? Oh, you know he was going to be in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw art on Toonami. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right, Tyler. I stayed up to one forty-five one night, and I saw what Brock wanted to do. <laughs> and it looked my, at me. My, my question is, what what do you think the the weirdest Pokemon is that Brock <laughs> got entangled with? Togepi. <laughs> <laughs> It's the closest one to him. <laughs> That's your answer. It's the closest Pokemon to Brock. Um, I was going to ask, uh, just because I think it's, I, I don't know how much Gardevoir. you guys are following. Oh, come on. That's the easy answer. Yeah, I know. It's the um, right it is the right one. I was gonna think. Uh, I was gonna ask you guys because I don't know um, how much you guys are have been following uh, the the NFL playoffs, who made it into the playoffs, and who's uh, going to be playing each other? Kind of, sorta, kind of, sorta. Yeah. I think it'd be funny to see to see. I know who, the Eagles are doing well. Who's going to predict the Super Bowl winners? Um, so here's here's the folks we got in the, the playoffs. Uh, the winner, I will send a Baskin Robbins gift card if you guys get it right. So uh, just be prepared for that. We got the Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, Buffalo Bills, San Francisco 49ers, Cincinnati Bengals, Minnesota Vikings. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's a lot of them. Los Angeles Chargers, mm. Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Baltimore Ravens, Miami Dolphins, and the Seattle Seahawks are going to the playoffs here. Out of those, who do we think is going to go to the Super Bowl and win? I know when. It's going to be mid-February. Yeah, it's the same as <laughs> always here. Every year. So I got uh, that one. I'm going Chiefs. Safe bet. I'm going, I think... I'm going to go Eagles and Chiefs. Eagles and Chiefs in the Super Bowl? And who are you going to yeah. go for winner? Eagles. Nice. All right. I'm going to say I feel Ch like it's Chiefs, Chiefs Vikings. Chiefs. Ooh. Oh. Mix it up. 
Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go Chiefs uh, Chiefs 49ers, and it's going to be a Super Bowl that I'm not going to be happy for either winner. So. <laughs> we got a little of everything this episode. We got yeah. science. We got football. We got fetish art. We got, we got the whole <laughs> the whole gamut of human experience. Truly. We got a joke I might have to yeah, cut. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait. I've got a, one more scientific theory I want reversed on the news yes. tomorrow. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, yeah, whatever it'll take uh, for Will to enjoy Interstellar. Uh, oh, be, you and me both. I wanted to love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it'll take for either Will to enjoy Interstellar or for producer Peyton to enjoy Tenet, because I think they're both at least nine out of tens, and uh, the the people I hold most dear hate them with a passion. <laughs> uh, it's because it's because Christopher Nolan would listen to this episode of Radish. Here's hoping and say <laughs> interesting. All that stuff about physics, but what if love was a force, <laughs> and it could ruin Matthew that's, McConaughey's life? That's why he's making Oppenheimer, which is a, apparently, which just might be a cut and dry biopic. Good, I'd be I can't. he's good at that. I'd be interested to hear what Christopher Nolan thinks about Grimace and whether or not he's circumcised. <laughs> Uncut Grims. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for episode 230 of Radish, probably the last one. Uh, I've been Will. You can find me at Will from Radish. <laughs> I'm Sean, and I was the uh, Tyler's muse for Uncut Grams. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Sean from Radish and oh, Sean Barry everywhere else. The stream tag. If we still have our old old screen oh, yeah, name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I I just it. noticed it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's not, it's I, I don't see it. You could write whatever you want down here. Please don't. And I'm going to. But, uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, and you find me online at Tyler from Radish. You, you read it right here, folks. Um, you find the podcast online at Radish Pod. We should change it to at Radish from Radish. Never mind. That's that's lame. And uh, go to IndieSource.com slash Discord to uh, join our Discord. I'm changing it right now. No. <laughs> no, I'm changing the, 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 the names on the stream. Okay. There. It wasn't, even a, it wasn't even a Photoshopped asset. It was just on the stream, and I didn't do it. <laughs> Uh, cool. Now we're legal. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. But yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. I am a citizen. I'm a taxpaying citizen. I should watch the man piss.